0: This podcast is part of the zeo to hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net Hello, all my beautiful people, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. I really appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens every week to this show. And this week, I have with me a returning guest. I had him on sometime towards the beginning of the year this year and uh, he reached out and wanted to come back on to tell some stories. Last time he was on here, um, it was a big hit. He is actually the uh, episode that has the most downloads out of all of them, and he told me in this one that you know he's uh, got a record to break, so we're gonna try to do that today. He had a ton of stories, he was a lot of fun to talk to, and the guy that I am talking about is Duke Cornell. Uh, He's a wrestler that I've seen wrestle in person, and he's a lot of fun. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Duke Cornell episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If
1: you give a dad a podcast. Hey Dad!
0: So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so... <laughs>
1: Seriously? I felt like it
0: was in an anime or something.
1: People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like, it triggers really? certain people, yeah. Wow! I was actually lost wow. as an ape and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers.
0: (laughs) I love it, I'm excited for this one. Bro! Getting punched in the face
1: on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? (laughs) What? Man, this guy won't shut up.
0: 3S 360 Moment Video Booth. What it is, is it's something unique. It's not like a regular photo booth. You can put these at any event, whether it be a large one or a small one. And people can make their own videos. What you do is you stand on this platform, and there's a camera that goes all the way around you. You can have people on there with you to do goofy poses or whatever it is. But what it does is it makes these events memorable. We all know that we want to make memories when we do this. We take pictures, we take videos. So what this does is it helps you to make a very unique experience. And the cool thing is, is when you have this device there, it is immediately shareable to your own devices. So reach out to 3S360 Moments Video Booth today to get them at your next big event. You can reach them at 3s 360 Moments Photo Booth at gmail.com. I will have the email address in my show notes, but to make those events memorable, to have that unique experience, get them out there today. All right, everybody. I am really stoked about this. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about most of these, but this one is going to be a lot of fun. I have a returning guest. Um, He is actually uh, holds the record for most downloads on this podcast. And I, um, saw him in my very first show. As you know, I've talked about him quite a bit on here. He's a wrestler out of the Nebraska area, and I am talking about the Copperhead Duke Cornell. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you today? Doing good. You know, uh, as we talked before uh, we started recording, it's been a very um, busy, hectic week, but we are here now, and I am excited to talk.
1: Yes, running around with all kinds of kids our kids i should say i really should preface it that it's (laughs) our kids we're running around with not other children right but yes with all kinds of choirs and concerts and then Mm -hmm. you were talking about cheer camp and uh i know we got to start getting a couple boys ready for uh wrestling season so they're gonna start busting ass on that yeah it's been yeah it's it's ticking It's a week, and it's only Tuesday. It's It's only
0: Tuesday. I actually, whenever I left uh, my shoot job today, I said, y'all have a good weekend. And they're like, Jared, it's only Tuesday. Like, oh, never mind. So (laughs) it's been a long week already. No, I did my 40. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I've only done, you know, 16, but it feels like 40. So so you told me whenever uh, you were coming back on, you have a record to break. We just talked about this. Um, you are the most downloaded episode that I have. Yeah, I, I have some pretty big shoes to
1: fill. Fortunately, they're my own, and I gotta—I feel like I gotta bring the heat today because that first one was pretty informative. We got a good look at you know what I where I am, where I've been, this, that, and the other thing. Now I, I think we gotta fill in some spots with some really good stories because I've been around forever, and every time I step into a locker room and someone's sitting there telling me anything I go oh yeah I was there for like their fourth match it was actually at uh WFC the last show uh I was sitting there talking with uh, old Johnny Dynamite and, and uh-huh. it came up about uh Juice Robinson oh and I was there for Juice Robinson's fourth match it was in a bar in Moline Illinois uh he wrestled in front of 17 people and he looked like bleach blonde carlito at the time and <laughs> I just, I remember seeing that and I was like, that is a very distinct look. I'm sure we'll see him again. And then, you know, he just kind of took off into Chicago and then he got quiet for a little bit. And then next thing I knew he was an NXT and I was like, wow, I, nothing makes you. Yeah. Realize how long you've been in it. When you watch people come up like uh, Pete Dunn, Butch, uh, mm-hmm. I was running around when he was doing his learning excursion with Mark Andrews. We ran around in the Midwest area all the time and, Everyone's talking about Pete and, and how great he is. And he's he's wonderful. Uh, I just I remember my fondest memory with him is uh, he was way past drunk at a Casey's. And uh, he was arguing with the cashier about what the hell 3X chocolate means on a candy bar. <laughs> because okay. he doesn't understand what the hell Americans are about with what what is 3X chocolate? Why can't you write three times chocolate? Well, there's one chocolate. How do you multiply chocolate? And it was a big argument. And I was like, we're going to get arrested in LaSalle, Illinois, because this woman doesn't understand why this English guy is just screaming about chocolate. And how do you multiply chocolate?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, here in the United States, um, it's all about getting more, you know. So, I yeah, I I could see where that could be confusing. And um, that would have been interesting to see. Oh it was it was definitely something we I was watching him put him down at the
1: bar too because so he was having a good time there, and then I was, well, we'll catch him on the next one because it was every every couple of weeks I ran into him and Mark, yeah, and then uh I ran into him at that case season and I was like, this might be the last time we run into each other because I think he's getting arrested
0: <laughs> and now he's gone on to do uh you know really cool stuff in wWE.
1: Yeah. Now he can get how much ever X chocolate he wants.
0: He's he's doing just fine. Yeah. Well, I'm, it, it's funny because, you know, there's some of them that once they make it, you know, they they do crazy things, but uh, they're, they're fine. I, there's a story I heard about. Uh, you've probably heard this. It was Cody who told the story about Randy Orton pulling a urinal out of the wall. Yes, I have heard that one. Yeah. I mean, there's some of them that are a little untouchable, I guess you could say yeah yeah i when you're that high up in the pecking order you can kind of do whatever the hell
1: you want whenever the hell you
0: want <laughs> exactly so there's been a lot that's actually been going on with you you know i mean uh for one uh just looks in general you have um got rid of the dreads uh kind of sh- cut the hair yeah um, uh, and uh, the last time i saw it, you're not wearing the eye patch anymore are you no so a lot has changed uh not
1: all as a as a choice uh yeah. so when it came to the dreads um i actually took the world's most dangerous snapmare and uh guy actually grabbed a hunk of my dreads to pull me in for it and uh-huh. only my hair went with him oh no so i had about nine dreads uh essentially i was just scalped mm-hmm. and it just it all rooted and uh, I looked like Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber if he had dreadlocks for his bangs. Oh, no. And so, I said, well, we got to get rid of it all. I'm yeah. not gonna, not, not doing this. So right. I had a, had a sweet buzzed head, and I was looking like Curious George. And uh, <laughs> then when it came to the eye, you know, I had, had the eye surgeries back in in February, yep. and then I had to have another one back in May because uh, I was misdiagnosed with what was going on oh okay yeah Yeah, so i found out my retina was actually shrinking it wasn't just that it detached from my eye the whole thing was shriveling shriveling so oh yeah so they had to pump my eye full of oil Mm -hmm. and uh i have a couple more surgeries that i gotta do to finally get things going and and finally see out of my right eye again but that's where we've been is uh I got misdiagnosed and I had to get this surgery and then I had to get a hole in my iris to let the oil actually run through my eyes as opposed to just pooling in the bottom. Yeah. And it's been a whole thing. So, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, the the hair's finally growing back. Uh, it's different wrestling blind in the other eye now. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a change, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it'll looks coming together. Finally. It took a little bit after, I mean, without the hair, I just kind of, I didn't have much of one, but now now it's looking a lot better.
0: Yeah. Well, I know that I forgot who it was, but somebody said that they would book you when you brought the dreads back or something like along those lines and everything. Are you going to bring those back or are you just going to go with a whole new look? I
1: fully plan once we get a little more length here to get the dreads back. Uh, I know I've had a lot of people tell me that if you don't go as long, it's not going to root like it did last time, but yeah if you don't have enough hair, it's not going to anchor in like I've had conflicting information. So it's like, well, I just, I'll give it a little bit and right. then we'll try it one more time. But yeah, nah, we'll go for the the dreads one more time. I don't think I'm going to do quite as many colors, uh, but definitely we're going for dreads again. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so like you said there, like I, or I, like I was saying a minute ago, a lot has happened with you. You know, you've been wrestling all over the place still. And, uh, uh, having you on opened me up to almost a whole new market, you know, of um, people to listen to the show. I've got people in the Midwest that are listening now because of having you on the show. Um, you've been doing a lot of stuff in in like Minnesota and up north now, haven't you?
1: Yeah, so when I cut back up north here. I had the opportunity with uh, with Below Zero, uh, flashback mm-hmm. over in Montana. I uh, got to add a new state to the list. I wrestled uh, Fuego over there, Fuego del Sol. He's yeah. You know what? He's he's really good. Um, uh, TV didn't really do him too much justice. I get that there was times and, and cues and he had business he had to take care of, but it really kind of stepped on his toes. But right. now that he's out of that element and he gets a chance to actually engage with the crowd again and, and get back to almost the grassroots of what he was doing before he got signed, yeah. he's even better now. So uh, we had a lot of fun in Montana. Um, but yeah, below zero uh a lot with north dakota minnesota i got one more shot in north dakota uh in december so that's exactly when you want to go north is when it's going to snow a lot
0: and then <laughs> i uh, guess
1: yeah <laughs> and then uh i'm going even further north into minnesota the weekend after cuz i just i don't know any better oh wow and uh yeah so uh just my my king of the north tour uh-huh. and uh just get that done and uh You know, I've had a, it's been great. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, There's talks about getting back into South Dakota again. Um, But yeah, it's uh, back up into the North. It's, it's different. It's, it's so crazy to just back, go back and forth between markets uh, from where one week I'll be in uh, just outside of Jamestown, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be in Tulsa in a week later. Right. And just to, the, the, varying difference with the wrestling crowds yeah uh, it really keeps me sharp and it makes me very cognitive of where i'm at and, and what's going to work and what's not going to work so right. i don't really get to rest on any kind of laurels towards like oh well this worked last week and you know bumblefuck minnesota is definitely going to work in teacup arkansas or wherever the <laughs> hell i'm at today yeah and, it's, and it doesn't it just doesn't and that's like well back to the drawing board you
0: gotta remember where the hell you're at and you gotta remember what the, what works so yeah is it as uh prominent i mean because i know where i'm at i've got multiple uh wrestling companies right here is it the same way up north are they all over the place so there was for a
1: while There was
0: you couldn't throw a rock without hitting three promoters
1: right um but uh now it's kind of thinned out a little bit. Nebraska really only has three, maybe four in the whole state. Uh okay. and two of them run primarily in, in Omaha. So uh there's that. Um North Dakota, there's two, three sometimes. It depends on if the promoter's in jail or not. Oh. Uh yeah. <laughs> Minnesota has just as many promotions as they do lakes. So uh, there's that. That's a lot. Uh, Iowa is kind of, I refer to it as a uh, desolate wasteland where everyone's trying to play king of the sandbox. Because ah. uh, they all use the same 12 guys. It's just different alphabet soup. Yeah. Um, but there's about three or four in Iowa right now. Um, there's there's uh, Seth Rollins' little corner of the world where no one touches uh, Scott yep. County. So they're, yep. they're golden. Illinois, one of them. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it really just depends on the state and the area as to yeah. how heavy it really gets. Uh, I know when you get down South, you, there's, there's always someone and there's a, a promoter somewhere from another show at that show that wants to talk to you about their show and then another show. Yeah, And it's, it's, it's very intertwined and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's yeah. a, it's a good different though.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's this it, culture wise, you know, it's just different, you know, going from north to south and everything. So I, I can imagine, that, you know, there is a big difference in just the way that they run their, their federations and the way they run things their business wise. So, yeah, that 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 makes sense to me that, you know, um, it would almost be like a culture change whenever you come down south compared to up there.
1: Yeah, it's it it's really hard to put into words on, on the difference, Mm -hmm. but you, you're very aware when you get there to where it's, you get North and it's almost, it's almost like it's a smarter crowd now before I get blasted on, on whatever. I'm not saying that the South is dumb crowds. It's, it's the North wants to sit and they want to be like, they're, they're in on it. Like they're elbowing you to where it's like, good job tonight. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so you get a lot of that and you have to try and placate to that. And then you get down to the South where people just genuinely enjoy wrestling. They enjoy the show. Uh, Some people enjoy it too much. They'll try and dive over guardrails at you. Um,
0: You wouldn't say that without having a story, would you?
1: Oh, oh, of course I have a story. (laughs) So... Uh, in the south but yeah like uh, they just they enjoy it more and they, they they're very appreciative of wrestling and it's not again not saying the north isn't
0: yeah. appreciative of it yeah
1: but there's just it's a whole different type of appreciation to where it's like hey man that was a lot of fun and my, my kids loved it and right. this was great you signed his face and he's gonna go to school with that on a monday and everyone's gonna have a good laugh and it's great it's great Southern hospitality is a real thing. And it's not until you, you bounce back and forth to where you realize once you cross in getting into like the southern Kansas, northern Oklahoma area to where you're like, oh, there is a real thing here, here. where it's very everyone's mood changes and they're much more inviting with
0: things. Well, you know, it's uh, I don't know much about being up north. My wife is actually from Minnesota. And so the only thing I do is I I pick on her when her Minnesota accent comes out, because, you know, we're in Arkansas. So those O's come out in what she's saying, you know, and I'm like, can you say that again? And then she'll just stop talking, you know, but (laughs) beyond my interactions with her, I don't know a lot about up there. We haven't went and visited really, you know, but the Southern hospitality is definitely a thing I can vouch for that.
1: Yes. And uh, to speak to accents, my better half, from rhode island so oh different well, type of accent oh yeah we, it's heavy new england accent yeah heavy new england accent and i i love it i'll just pick out words and be like just repeat that a couple times <laughs> yeah and she'll make fun of my midwest stuff because it's because now i've after i've done all of this travel i kind of have this weird amalgamation of just a conglomerate of Accents to where there's some stuff I'll say southern, like very I'll have like a a real deep where there's like two U's in it instead of an O. Yeah. Or I've I've been known to throw out the Minnesota a couple times. (laughs) Yeah. I just I've I've been everywhere, I've talked to a lot of people and I just kinda picked up a little bit from everybody. So I'm just uh I'm a little bit of a, a mutt when it comes to how I talk, but when I uh got to get her going and that new england really comes out and the r's drop off and then there's random r's thrown on words i've never heard of the word sar before <laughs> but apparently that's when you've seen something i've saw it sar heard, uh, okay yeah sar i, I, I thought that, i thought that was just one of those diseases we were supposed to avoid but apparently that's what happens <laughs> after it's been seen
0: it was sard okay uh, I've, I've yep. you know, i i've heard scent yeah i've seen it <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that one's a new one for me. Yep, Saint Sar. Mm-hmm. It's all and it, yeah, it's
1: it's great. They're just sitting in our house, just listening to all the weird things I will throw out, and then hearing her New England accent pop through. It's yeah, got to keep up. You, you never know what words are actually coming out.
0: <laughs> Your poor kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna sound so cultured because they know what all of these different like regions of yeah. the United States sound like. And uh-huh. then here, and then it's just, it turns out, well, dad just doesn't know how to talk. And then mom's from new England. So,
0: <laughs> so there was something that happened on Facebook uh, a minute ago, uh, maybe like a week ago. And I didn't know whether to believe you or not. And it was fo- the, the picture you posted to Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's you and it's, you were talking about w- WFC. So that's Tim and he gets all kinds of, uh, you know, crazy big names to come there to WFC. So I was like, is this real or not? And you still haven't told me. So. <laughs> but that was for the no. anniversary show, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. So for the anniversary show, um, there was one of the guys down there. He had posted a picture where it was like Goldberg spotted in Tulsa for whatever Goldberg thing he was doing, but he didn't yeah. look yeah. real happy in the picture. Gotcha. So I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Sure. Let's just see what happens. It's It'll be funny. I didn't think it was getting anything more like six, seven likes to where it's like, okay, Goldberg's going to be somewhere in Tulsa. I got it. It blew and up. Got, yeah, it got a lot of traction. I had a lot of messages. I got so many people from my high school that were like, <laughs> dude, we're so happy to see that you're doing this shit with Goldberg. Can you get us tickets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can get you tickets, but you got to get down to Tulsa. Oh, yeah. well, It's like, oh, how far is Oklahoma? Well, from Fort Dodge, it's, you know, nine hours or so. And then they never answered. But they're <laughs> like, oh, we're so fucking proud of you. Joe Goldberg, I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll know exactly who I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's great. You know, And it's fun to reuse some of those that people post stuff, and then it gets your brain going. And then sometimes it hits like this one does, and sometimes it doesn't. But when it does hit, it's great. Yeah,
1: and I even messaged him. I was like, "Hey, I got an alarming amount of messages about Goldberg being on your show. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, man. You probably need to pull the trigger and book him because there's gonna be some upset people." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll ju- I'll just make that call right now."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that one. Uh, I I I was sure that maybe you were kidding, but you know, in the back of my mind, it's like you never know anything's possible, so never say never. I've learned that, yeah, with what I'm with doing this,
1: yeah. And then
0: with Tim, with all of his uh
1: slam and wrestle or uh, yeah. extravagant slamsas, like, yeah, are you gonna say that it's not on the docket, you know, like he's right. he's pulling out some names and it's like, well,
0: they could exactly. I mean, what was it? Extravagant slamsa had um Teddy Long, um, JTG, um, uh, Mr. Kennedy. And uh, was there one more? Yep. EC3 was there. EC3 was there. Okay. And he's doing the, uh, the, this is wrestling where EC3 is coming to do like a seminar and a NWA tryout, you know? So, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: how how out of the realm is Goldberg at a certain point? So I just thought it would be funny. I just wanted to see what people were going to do. I was like, there's going to be seven people that react. And then I woke up and I was like,
0: Oh, this has 90 reactions (laughs) reactions <laughs>
1: Shit. all right um, uh, you,
0: you done done it now Duke
1: I sure I stepped in it on this one
0: <laughs> so you messaged me today um, and you were talking about how you have some stories to tell and there's one story in particular that you brought up in our messages that I want to hear and it has to do with a Canadian destroyer and a little person yes so I actually <laughs> told this one recently,
1: not on a podcast.
0: This is the first time
1: you get a lot of first time stories here. I appreciate so, it. I was wrestling in Keokuk, Iowa. It was at, it was part of, I want to say rag Bri, which is the big bike ride where they go through Iowa. And it, it's about a week. Okay. And so it's, it's a big party at every stop. And we were the entertainment for one of the stops. And they booked me against uh, the world's strongest midget, Chad Armstrong. Okay. Well, Chad, I've I've seen him around, I've I've heard stories, and I finally get to work with him. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. This this will be fine. And uh I meet him and he's about half cocked. I'm like, Dude, it's like it's like three. You're, you're this this gone by three? All right, cool. I mean, I wish I partied that hard on a Thursday, but here we yeah. go. And uh, so it's, we're back there and I'm getting changed out. And I'm just like, is he? No. I, I mean, he tied on a few more and it was getting a little tougher for him to stand up. And I was like, all right, we're going to have to get through this. So <laughs> we're sitting there, we're talking, whatever. And uh, I go, you want to give me up for like a scoop slam? I bet you this crowd would absolutely eat this shit up. of like, Oh, I sure. Would. How How do you do that? I'm like, hang on. Oh, no. We're not that far gone, are we? Oh, no. All right. This is my match to have, and I got three and a half feet to work with. So let's do this. <laughs> so as I'm sitting there talking with him, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if it's there, I might call, like, a power bomb or something. And he's like, oh, okay. So, whatever, we're having this match. I just took the scoop slam. It's fine, whatever. I feed up and I stuff my head between his legs uh-huh. and I feel him wrap up and I say, Hang on. And I backflip as hard as I can to give myself a destroyer. Yeah. And I just have him, I just, he is screaming so hard into my ass because he has no idea what's going on. Oh my God. I just, I just feel. <laughs> the whole ride we land crowds eating it up he's as startled as the rest of them yeah and when there's interference whatever screwy finish we had and then, and then it's it led to a tag match that night when when at nightfall we were gonna have a street fight
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh promoter's like hey I want you to I want you to somehow get to where because there was a bar that was help sponsoring this to go to the bar across the street and uh you know if you can have him like dive off the counter at you for some footage that'd be great i'm like you know what sure <laughs> but the problem with us prolonging this match is now he's taking more liberties of like i got more time to just whatever so he yeah found a few more and i'm, and I'm not I'm not shitting on anyone for wanting to have one or two. I've had my fair share of hardcore matches and it just it lubs you up and you get ready for the pain. Yeah. However, to get to a point where he was at, I was like, you know what? I'm just pissed. Right. So we're out there, bell rings for this tag match. I grab him and immediately throw him to the outside. I have <laughs> never thrown a, a a person into a porta potty so hard. In my life, I I watched him actually bounce back. It didn't just cave and he stayed there. The porta potty said, I don't want this and threw him back at me. <laughs> and then we <laughs> brawled through the street just a little bit. We got to the bar and he did a dive at me and promoters like, Oh, this is all I wanted in this match. It's like, Great, now his ass is mine. And so I took him back out into the street. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so I get him back out in the street. I see some kid. And he's got his bike. Well, I'm not about to pass this out. This kid, I shove him off of his bike and I go, look at your parents. They they they're lying about how they love you to people. And so I steal his bike and I ran over this little person. I mean,
0: oh my gosh. I
1: full on just ramped off of him. And uh no regrets. I was I was kind of I, I do try to keep a good sense of professionalism but when you can't meet me in any aspect of it I'm just going to do some shit and that was one of the shit that I did Uh, I gave myself a Canadian Destroyer to entertain me because I knew this match was not going to go super well and then I stole a kid's bike and ran over him so
0: (laughs) oh man I mean
1: I got my money's worth people were super entertained Uh, he didn't really have anything to say about it afterwards like I don't know if he registered that I ran him over
0: um, <laughs> well if just he like, hears this episode he's going to be like that bastard
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if, if, if he hears about it I'll hear about it at some point but yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him exactly what I thought it, but yeah
0: that's that was one of
1: my really good ones is that, uh, I uh, gave myself a Canadian destroyer with a little person and then I ran over him later that night
0: and that is you know they say that you know you're making moments and stuff Whenever you're out there, that's what they remember is the moments and everything, and that's a moment that those people will never forget.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I try and do something that's going to be semi memorable. I don't know if it's going to be because I'm running my mouth and I'm funny, or if it's going to be some old lady diving over a guardrail at me. That was my first time wrestling in Oklahoma, by the way. I uh, I came out and some kid, he was, uh, it was for uh, BCW uh, over in Guthrie. Uh I remember the town this time. Oh, so (laughs) concussions didn't win completely, but I was in Guthrie and I come out and there's this kid playing around on his mom's phone and, uh, he's just screwing around. I come out and I just stop and I stare at him I'm waiting for him to put his eyes up over the edge of the phone. I kneel down and I don't say anything clever. I don't say anything wonderful. He looks up at me and I just go boo. And he throws the phone three rows back. And his mom, because there's now a guy with one eye and dreadlocks and all of the insignia that I have on my coats and my yeah. gear, yeah. is now staring at her child and he's screaming and crying. <laughs> so she dove over the guardrail and got caught by like three security guards and she's just screaming at me, me, me in the parking lot, da-da-da. Just squawking. And the bad part is she was on my left side that was covered. So I didn't even see her coming to react. All oh, I saw no. was someone yelling. Yeah. And I think that pissed her off even more. They just completely no-sold her because I had no clue. <laughs> I was like, eh, just someone yelling at me, I guess. And if she would have got past him, she would have got me. I don't know with what, but she would have got me. Yeah. And I just It was just kind of funny in the hindsight
0: of all that. But, oh. Did, so did, she was like a... They were a family of somebody who worked at the show too, weren't they? Yes.
1: So she was the wife of one of the workers. Okay. And uh, he came back to me after the show, or after that whole thing, and he's, "Hey, you think that's funny to scare my kid?" I was like, "I didn't know that it was your kid, but I, I can't even say that I thought it was funny, but uh, I certainly did it." Yeah. And he's he's just staring at me, and he's he he wants to say something else, and I'm just like alright, first day down here, I'm going to go ahead and just put my foot down. Hey, if you're that mad, you know, do I need to get my glasses and we go talk about it outside, or are yeah. you just going to go back to the commentary table?
0: Yeah.
1: And so he went back to the commentary table, and I was like, oh, good, because I didn't know where the hell I put my glasses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we uh, we had did a they, fun discussion with that.
0: Did they book you there again?
1: Oh, uh, we had, I had actually done two more for him, and that was it. Okay. But, yeah, he was. Uh, Tommy was all about it. He thought it was great. He, he was talking about it. He's like, I even gave him extra money. And I was like, dude, if you gave me extra money, that means you were going to skimp me on my actual raid. But neither, uh, neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> so, this is one I have an actual testimonial for myself. I've used this company to get a custom gift made for my wife. If you're looking for a handmade, custom gift or something that's laser engraved or just something that's one of a kind that says, hey, I care. Then go to 3S Productions. They even make military and sports themes gifts as well. It is a veteran owned and operated family business. Hit them up on their Instagram page and that's at 3S Productions. I will have a link to them in my show notes. When it comes to laser engraving or any type of woodworking, go to 3S Productions with a Z. And like I said, I'll have a link to them in my show notes. So I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite rib? Have you? Is there any uh, ribs that you can tell?
1: <laughs> so my favorite rib, uh-huh. and, I, and I'm going to give it away to anybody that listens to this because it's, it's one of the best. I stole it from one of the best in Eric Cannon. Okay. So okay. it's a rib in the battle in Battle Royals. Uh-huh. You find the newest guy, and you have just like a corner of a cardboard box, and you act like it's a gig. You get him in the corner, and you say something like, Hold still, or I'm going to hit the artery. And there's a quick panic, and you dot him uh-huh. and then go, Shit. And then you walk away. <laughs> so now they think that you opened him up. And they're bleeding in a battle royal for no reason. <laughs> so I took this concept and I amplified it. Okay. So now when I find the, the greenest guy in these, I go and I dot him in the head. But then I also have like two or three other guys go check on him and be like, dude, you're bleeding everywhere. You need to get out of the ring. And they, they, they're now the whole match checking for where this blood is coming from because now three people have been like you're bleeding what's going on <laughs> and uh then just recently with wfc we did this to the to i'm gonna go ahead and stooge off on you here Rhett. this was great so i did it to him and then he so i have three people check on him he gets over the top and i told tim hey when Rhett comes back start screaming at him for bleeding all over your brand new canvas (laughs) so Rhett after he's thrown over the top is sprinting to the back because he's been told for like eight minutes he's bleeding and then Tim meets him at the curtain he goes hey man who the fuck told you to bleed all over my my brand new canvas I just got this and he's like I'm so sorry and he runs to the runs into the bathroom checks comes back out and he goes I just got ripped didn't I (laughs) That is my absolute favorite. Oh, that's good.
0: Absolutely- that is really good. I like that. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I haven't had him on the podcast, but I'm going to have to ask him about that whenever he comes on.
1: It's it's one of my favorites. I love to find it. And, you know, I've I've given off my secret here. and You have. That's all right. But uh, now you you'll
0: know, just have actually, to come up with something else.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll find something else to mess with people. I'm pretty good at it.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you're pretty well known for it uh you know messing with the fans messing with everybody on there do you have a favorite i might have asked you this before but do you have a favorite heel move that you like to do
1: uh i usually like to find the one kid who's there without his parents and -hmm. then pick on him uh usually that's my my go-to is to just pick on the one straight kid that thinks that he's uh he's real funny yeah so um Other than that, as far as like any kind of heel moves, I don't really have too many things that I like to bother too much with as much as I like to. Because like I said, I'm just on the move and I I hate to rest on one thing because it might not work. So I just I keep challenging myself with stuff.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's got to keep you fresh too. you know, Uh, being going back and forth like that because you said you can't use what you do up north, down south. It doesn't always work that way. So that makes you very well versed, you know, wherever you're at on always coming up with fresh new ideas.
1: Right. It keeps a lot of people on their toes and,
0: and uh, having
1: talked with uh, Luke Langley, who I will go publicly to say, again, it's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, yeah. We've talked and he goes, you have some of the most creative everything's Yeah. Uh, when it gets to going on this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's because I like to say this because I've done so much travel and I've seen a lot and I've tried a lot and I just, keep reinventing and i don't really rest on too much
0: yeah yeah well i I, i've told you this before but you and him were the main event of my very first independent show and um you guys are the reason why i was like okay i need to know more about independent wrestling because i had no idea about it
1: yeah that was the first time i'd ever wrestled luke in a singles okay Uh, yeah our first match was a tag and it was in independence missouri with uh my tag partner Joey. Uh, we were guns and beer.
0: Guns and beer.
1: Yeah, three of America's favorite things. Because why would you have just one gun?
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so guns and beer, and they were the Casey Wolves. It was him and Graham Bell. Yep. And uh, I don't know what I did in that match. I uh, I want to ask him sometimes because he hit me so hard. I swore I owe him money, and I didn't meet him. <laughs> Before that day, but uh him and Graham uh, just beat me like I did something wrong. Oh, wow. And then uh, hot tag goes to Joey, and they were missing him by about a foot and a half on everything. I was like, come on.
0: <laughs> then you can take it. Once. You look tough.
1: Yeah, apparently. I just, I look real punchable. I get that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard somebody said that on here, you know, I've got a punch me face.
1: <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I had a real kick me head that day. <laughs>
0: oh i'm actually really excited i'm gonna see luke wrestle on the 29th and everything he's in a triple threat ladder match so that's gonna be a lot of fun to see
1: okay that's uh diamond state yep
0: yeah diamond state uh state of emergency yep it's gonna be him and mr nasty and xander gold
1: i've been following them a little bit i'm i'm interested in camacho he's uh yeah. A big
0: boy. He is. Yep. You know, he's super nice backstage, you know, talking yeah. to him and everything. I I really enjoy talking to him. It's funny um being over there. The, it's the first time I've ever been backstage. And I was talking to a bunch of uh of the guys in the back, you know, cuz they have the TV set up to where you can watch as it's going on and everything. And um we started talking about like our favorite Disney movies and stuff. And you're like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this is not what I thought I was going to be talking about backstage when I went to this wrestling show. You know, so <laughs> it, it's a very surreal moment.
1: Oh yeah. We'll talk about all kinds of incredibly dumb things back there. And it's, you know, as much as uh, we want to talk about wrestling because that's why we're there and we love it. Yeah. This, that, and the other. That's also why we're there. We got plenty of time to talk about wrestling. We have plenty of time to do the rest of it. We'll yeah. talk about all the other dumb shit in between. Yeah, uh, there's been plenty of dumb debates that I found myself in the middle of. Uh, there's been just random, random topics that I was like, I don't know why we're even talking about this, uh, <laughs> but it was just. Uh, there was one day we had. It was oh, it started out as just the first portion of a road trip from Omaha to my not we had a tv sitcom tournament Uh like a tv dad sitcom tournament and it was there was 32 brackets and we broke it down to the final two and it was uh the dad from uh malcolm in the middle yeah and it came down to carl winslow
0: okay from family matters yes yeah
1: So we got down to these two, and we narrowed it down. There was 32 – I didn't even know we had 32 TV dads to pick from. But we were – it was a a 10-hour discussion to get to the final four, and then we got to the locker room, and now we're like, all right, we got our final four of dads. We got to go. And then everyone wants to jump in. Well, hang on. How did he get knocked out? It's like, well, we didn't (laughs) figure Tony is actually going to go build a deck, and like, he's not going to be the one who actually – Helps out in these situations. Ray Romano is definitely not packing a good lunch for his kids, so he's not a good dad. You know, it's <laughs> the dumbest things to narrow it down on what made oh, a good that, TV dad.
0: That's funny. Where, where did Danny Tanner write on there?
1: Danny Tanner got to the Sweet 16.
0: He did. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: he knocked out Ray Romano in the first round, but then I, oh God, who knocked out Danny Tanner? I don't remember, but he didn't make it very far.
0: Huh. Well, I man that that's interesting. Now now I'm wanting to know I want to know about this now. <laughs> that could be a whole episode. It I mean, we it, we took
1: 10 hours and then we debated on the final two. I don't even remember who won. I, I think we just went, you know what? They're just great TV dads and we walked away from it. Yeah. I was like, this I spent so much time. It was it was a lot more involved than the best Santa Claus brackets. Uh we got to <laughs> Uh, tim allen and we said well by Ric flair rule since he killed santa to be the man you have to beat the man he beat the man he is santa this this tournament's over and it, it all fell apart within the first like three matches
0: <laughs> well i mean that's a that's a really good point though i mean you can't go against what rick flair says i mean he the man knows what he's talking about
1: exactly yeah because he's the man so like he set the rules and to be to be him you have to beat him and he beats santa so he was the best santa but these are the dumb shit things that we talk about and it's you know we, we all love wrestling we all talk about the dumbest shit like you you can ask uh my guys down here my favorite one to sit and argue about is why stone cold had a promo with deborah about the cookies and he got hit in the head with a cookie sheet and then was, and it was like, as I was saying, and then went back to talking about the rock and Kurt Angle, like he didn't just burn eight minutes with his wife in the ring about cookies. He's like, why do we even have this? Why was this a thing?
0: It was entertaining, man.
1: It was entertaining, but I lose sleep thinking about it. <laughs>
0: I, I haven't really thought about it that hard, though, so uh, now I know what's going to keep you up tonight. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, well, I'll just shoot you a message at 2 in the morning and be like, but why, man? <laughs> and you'll know exactly what's going on, but why?
0: Yeah, yeah. So do you have anything that's coming up that maybe you want to talk about?
1: So let's um, see. Coming up, November, I usually, with my holidays, I usually try and take it, uh, take it slow, just because I want to spend a little time with kids and family, because for... 10 and right. a half months. I'm running and gunning as hard as I can. Yeah. Uh, but December, I have my one show up in it was around Fargo. It'll be for below zero, mm-hmm. and and that's December tenth. Okay. And then the sixteenth, I have another one, uh, in Thief River Falls, Minnesota, okay. and that's uh, that'll be my last tag match here with uh, Joey Anderson. Okay. Um, it's uh. Yeah, he's uh, he's talking about it might be time and uh so we're just making these last matches count and we're going and, and hitting the places where we've had a lot of success with our friends and uh you know, just kind of send him off on a high note, high rolling and uh we'll see where, where it takes him afterwards. I mean, we never always really retire. I'm sure he'll come back and we'll have one more or, or two more. Right. But uh you know, this is uh if this is gonna be it for him, we wanna make sure that uh it's memorable and it's right. not just some humdrum tag matches and uh you know we actually have a good time so well
0: that makes sense you know uh and, and you're right there have been a ton of them who have quote unquote retired and then a few years later but like I'll come back for one match and then the next thing you know they're they're doing it pretty much full time again.
1: Right. And then and, you know I, who am I to shit on that. I love Terry Funk, but he's at 86 yeah. retirement shows. And <laughs> even though he's passed I still think he's got one more in him. Like, I just, I don't, yeah, we don't ever really go away.
0: Yeah. So that was a rough week, dude.
1: That was a bad, bad time. I, uh, I, him will tell you, I'm a Terry Funk fan. Like any situation that pops up, I will find a way to tie it back to Terry Funk.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, that was, that was tough. And as soon as I was on the mend from that, then there was with Bray, and I was like, oh shit, I, I, bray yeah kidding me he's same
0: age as me i mean mean, he was only a year older than me
1: yeah and i i'd actually got to spend some time when i was doing some extra stuff uh uh, i went and i hung out with bray and harper and rowan this was when they were on their big run okay this was this was pretty cool um so the last time that i didn't work with them uh just to you know age myself because why wouldn't i want to do that uh (laughs) This was when Titus O'Neill was on his first big singles push from Darren Young. So okay. this really goes back into the archives. Uh they were teaching Titus how to wrestle like a big man, so they sent Fit Finley out to uh-huh. show him how to do it. And, and you know, he's Fit Finley is the biggest five foot eight man I've ever met in my life. Exactly. Yep. And uh so he's teaching Titus and teaching him how to work around. And, and I was sitting at ringside. And so they waved me in to, you know, have Fit Finley beat me up. I was like, well, this is, this is it. This has been a good run. And uh, <laughs> it was like, you're big. You just you just move them. And so he picked me up under my lat and he grabbed my trap on the opposite side and just hooked me. And I didn't have much of a say in the matter. I yeah. just went. <laughs> and uh, he looks at me and goes, you all right? And I was like, yeah, just Jesus said this isn't time yet. <laughs> and he let out a quick little <laughs> and that was that was it. But after that I hopped back over the guardrail and uh I just I sat with Harper and, and Rowan and Bray and you know, we just kinda hung out for a while and I ran around with them while they were hiding from writers and uh <laughs> just it was kind of cool and I was like, Man, I really should probably show showing more face though if I want them to do something yeah. with me. Yeah. And so I so I parked my ass in catering where they told me to and uh had some good good steak that's the best part of all this with with any kind of extra work, the catering is fantastic
0: that's what i hear
1: yeah and then the so both times that i've ever done extras i i had interaction with bray Uh and uh so that one was cool but the first one was hilarious so we show up, they give us the little hallway to go change in. And I think I might have touched on this story a little bit with you too. They give us the hallway to go change in, whatever. We drop our stuff off and we're just minding our own. Uh-huh. Bray threw open the door and he goes, Hey, have you all seen Fandango's? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I have no idea how to begin to process this sentence. Yeah. I'm looking at him and I heard it, but I didn't understand it. Yeah. And so I look like, well, where could it be? And I look to my left and there's Fandango having done the Buffalo Bill swing and tuck. Oh no. With his arms (laughs) out going, I don't know where it went. (laughs) Wow. I was sitting there like, Oh, I guess it is gone. Like you don't,
0: you don't know what to say. You
1: get, yeah, you, you get called in for extra work, and this was to even date myself further. This was the, a SmackDown when Cody was doing the bags. Okay. so this is when they were had extras handing out bags to the front row. Uh huh. So I got my call. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go hand out bags. I'll, I'll get a, a quick look, maybe. Hopefully, yeah." Yeah, and. Then here I am. I've just dropped my bags off. I've shook hands with everybody. I made sure that I checked in, and then now I'm on a scavenger hunt for Fandango's. And I was not prepared to go to work that day.
0: <laughs> that's that's not one I, I I did not expect. You didn't tell me that one last time. That's a new one for me. Yeah, I got I got a million of them. I have. So,
1: I there was what year was this was 2010 2011 i worked uh gathering of the juggalos one time oh and this was yeah and you know what it's gonna be interesting it is it is the most out of body experience you can have um i didn't partake in the activities on the uh you can find it on their map it's called the drug bridge uh i didn't partake in the festivities uh there was a guy that apparently part took too much and he put together a sign that said uh we'll break my arm for 300 bucks and uh and he's very proudly holding the sign up he goes i spent all my money on drugs <laughs> i don't have any money to get home i'll break my arm for 300 oh, dollars." and i was wow. there with my buddy donnie pepper cricket
0: yeah and uh, i know him
1: yeah donnie's great I've, I've he was my first and second match he i've known him forever OK, so we're going and he has the sign up and then Donnie stops and he looks and he goes, but can I break your arm for three hundred dollars? No, no, no. I'll break my arm. It's, it, I'll, I'll just do it. No, I want to break your arm for three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, wow. And so this guy's like suddenly he didn't want to do it. And I was like, ah, this guy, he's probably double-joining. He's going to try and say he's broken at his elbow and you give him $300 and you'll see him spend it on drugs later. It's fine. So we just minded our own and went off on our business here. And that night was absolutely wild because they did, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the shows that they decide to run during this experience known as The Gathering. Uh, they have Flashlight Mania. And that's okay. where every, all the fans have their flashlights and they wrestle in the dark Oh wow. two in the morning. Yeah. Everyone's been, been on drugs for 14 hours and now they're going to arm them with flashlights in the dark. It only goes well. Yeah. So, so uh, they start this off uh, before flashlight mania. They have a couple matches. There's, there's Kamala he's booked for this and he's out comes back and there's, I'm in a locker room with, with Ian Rotten, Jim Duggan, Gangrel's in there like it's a who's who of just of names yeah and so kamala comes back from his match and he's still doing his kamala stuff and ian rotten looks at him and goes hey clown said they're pissed you didn't get any color uh they're uh they're cutting your pay and suddenly he went from ugandan giant to that motherfucker from the block (laughs) and he went oh i'm gonna get my pay and he stormed off to the trailer the clowns didn't even see his match, so they have no idea what's going on. Oh but gosh. he is livid, and he's asking everybody, "Who did it? Who did, did the clowns say that? Did the clowns say that." And there's Jim Duggan sitting in the corner, reading a book with his little reading glasses on and his wrestling gear with the the two by four re- leaning against him. Yeah, that way he can that way he can Duggan at the last second. Yeah, but he's just reading. I don't Warren Peace. I don't know. It was it was a good sized novel. He wasn't just reading. Any kind of skyline magazine, yeah. And uh, he's Jim, Jim, you be honest, is that what they said? That's what he said. And he took his glasses off and he folded them and he closed his book and he put the glasses on the book and he looks over at Kamala peacefully and he goes, Kamala, I heard the whole thing. They said they're cutting your pay in half, brother. <laughs> Opened his glasses back up, put them back on his face. Opened his book, oh went gosh. back to reading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so now Kamal is screaming down this campground to go fight him. And oh there's so many things happened during this. There's uh so Sid Vicious' his boy was booked for this and uh-huh. they went to go pick him up from the airport, but they have vans without seats. So now there's a van without seats picking up someone and they're in clown makeup. And then the van breaks down in the woods. It sounds like a horror movie waiting to happen. And so Sid Vicious' son is now stuck in the woods in a van with no seats and people who are in clown makeup at like two in the morning. Uh,
0: Doesn't sound yes, like it's going to end well.
1: And the town is called Cave in Rock. Yep. So it's this is this sounds like Stab Capital USA to me. Yep. And also, this night was when uh, Tila Tequila got. Uh, all kinds of ups of human excrement thrown at her. Oh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So that whole, like this whole, I don't know if the boat, if the bottom of the boat just fell out or if it never left the dock because this was like the roughest 24 hours for this whole thing. Uh, So she went on at like midnight or whatever. Everyone's probably a little tired because they've been on drugs since Tuesday. And you know, she's just, she wasn't that entertaining. And I'm sitting here with with uh, Chris Hero and Colt Cabana, Daivari, uh Aria Divari was there. I'll pick up all these names that I'm dropping here in a sec. <laughs> I'm, but I'm sitting it. here with these guys, sitting here with them watching this concert. And like people are starting to peter off and walk away. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for her on this one. Yeah. And so she does what? she thinks she needs to do. And she starts removing articles of clothing to keep continuing performing. And so people will be a little more interested. Uh-huh. And it, it kept a little interest, but then then the music happened and they're like, well, maybe not. And so they start to peel off again and she takes to the microphone and she is just, you know, screw the clowns, screw the juggalos, this, that, the other. Well, people don't like that. So now they're throwing trash, but the trash isn't making it. So this brain trust has now went, well, we're just going to go throw cups of pee at her. Oh. So now they're hitting the urinals, or they're hitting the porta johns and they're scooping it up and trying to huck it at her, and it's not quite making it. Like, well, what's heavier? Okay. So now there's people with poop and cups and throwing it at her. And one guy apparently thinks he evolved the rest of this group, and went, I found a brick, and threw a brick at her. Oh, no. I watched her get grazed with this brick and that's when we left cuz i'm yeah. like i'm not yeah i'm not witnessing any more of this shit so right. we we ran back to go watch flashlight mania with bullet bob armstrong and cowboy bob orton uh <laughs> to start the whole thing off it, it they even started late so it was like 3:34 o'clock in the morning for flashlight wrestling jeez yeah it,
0: it, yeah i i've heard stories about you know the gathering of the juggalo's and stuff and uh, especially from like because they have comedians and stuff there sometimes too right
1: yeah yeah it's it's all it used to be about three or four day festival but i think they started losing too much money and they just keep it down to the weekend but
0: right uh, yeah it's i remember hearing story about one of the uh, comedians and the hell like he started going after like one of the guys in the crowd that was dressed up like a clown and stuff and they all just started chanting family at him there's like family you know and it was very intimidating Uh, situation that happened so Uh yeah i've i've heard some crazy stuff
1: it's it's wonderful to experience but if you're there too long it gets to feel a little culty especially when they start these family chants at you yeah um i wrestled for them one time when they were over in uh council bluffs iowa okay and uh it was me and my tag partner brian brian god at the time Uh and uh, it was against the haters and the haters had all kinds of crazy heat at this time and so we're having this match. I got bumped off the apron, hit the guardrail, whatever. Someone in clown makeup leans over and looks at me and goes, "Where do you hide your knife on your trunks?" Oh, and I went, "Oh, uh, it's in my it's in the other trunks." And I just roll away because I'm like, I'm not about to tell this guy that I'm not armed.
0: Yeah, in case exactly. he's like, "That's a damn shame you don't have a
1: knife. Stab." Yeah. that's it for me.
0: Oh, so said, oh my know, goodness
1: is... yeah it was an experience yeah, uh, yeah but at the end of the show we gotta go shoot fago all over everybody throw three leaders into the crowd and it was, it was a big soul-touching moment for them And it was like hey whatever i guess this is
0: cool <laughs> so were the matches just like regular wrestling matches or is it like that were they hardcore matches were they uh death matches so they had a
1: couple hardcore matches they had a couple hardcore matches uh madman pondo
0: wrestled donnie on that show okay and uh donnie
1: as much as he is very 80s and he loves his vibrant colors and it, he's big power ranger nerd and loves the wrong with it. that no nothing at all that's <laughs> just that's he's he's honed in on that and yeah. uh and they put him in there with Madman Pondo and, and Donnie loves his death match wrestling. He was actually in one of the uh, first double death tournaments for IWA mid South. Oh, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he's the only guy I've ever seen get cut open with safety scissors. They weren't that safe that day. Nope. Sure. Why not? Mind. Yeah. He, he loves his death match stuff. So he was absolutely tickled to be working with, uh, with Mondo and yep. or Madman Pondo. And then um, there was a couple quick little triple threats, uh, there was our tag another singles and then uh there was something for the jcw title but it was all pretty quick pretty short matches yeah uh they let the death match had a little bit more to go because pondo had all of his things he wanted to get in the bowling ball the stop sign the
0: right you
1: know all that sledgehammer you
0: yeah. know yep yep
1: got the gun spot i don't know if there is one but maybe i don't know so they had a little bit more time to work with but yeah it's i mean they they have it's kind of little popcorn matches to keep everybody involved and and get a couple family chants and a a whoop whoop and it was it was an experience
0: it sounds like it yeah that's uh those that's some crazy stories um so i did want to ask you have you done very many death matches have you done any of those so i've done the no ring death matches
1: uh so nothing where i'm falling in barbed wire or anything crazy like that okay uh um, it's the the no rings at the i don't know if it's taken off in the south at all but up north it's it's a pretty big thing right now um where it's no ring death match to where you get all the the crunchy stuff and the sharp things but you don't really do a whole lot of falling down and bumping around as much as it is just kind of take turns stabbing each other a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I had my most recent was at a strip club in Omaha. I tell All you, right. I've been everywhere and done a little bit of everything. Yeah. So we uh, have this death match at a strip club and uh, it's, it's in the backyard. So it's not, there's no fun action. We'll say there's uh there's a stage and then there's, uh, there's a barbed wire, uh, barbed wire, spider web. Yeah, And then there was, oh gosh, just about everything, uh, about 50 light tubes hanging out, you know,
0: uh-huh. just the
1: usual, the usual plunder. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, uh, wrestled, uh, Jeff O'Shea for that. And I did not know that that guy got busted open that hard. And he about passed out just from all the blood on that one. Uh, I just hit him with a shopping cart and apparently the corner got him pretty good. So, yeah, he was he was pretty well, just he about ran out of blood at a certain point.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh,
1: that, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, for a while there, I was like, I don't really want to do any of this kind of stuff. But I know it's the hotness and it'll get you a little attention. So why not give it a shot? And then I talked myself into it. I was like, wow, well, you know, Terry Funk did dead matches. I'll just, I'll just do it Terry Funk style. I'll just do it real smart. <laughs>
0: you're going to be in a ring that's exploding maybe a little better than the AEW one though
1: you know maybe maybe I'll start out in one of those little AEW ones where it's just kind of sparkler farts and then we'll go right into <laughs> full blown explosions
0: <laughs> yeah i watched the uh dark side of the ring where they were talking about uh, uh what what company was it in japan that did all those insane yeah. matches and terry funk worked with them a lot fmw FMW. frontier martial arts yeah and uh yeah i watched that that was uh that was an interesting one um scary you know you uh some of the things that they did yeah yeah
1: i was i remember that one where they were talking about uh the tag match where the the ropes were on fire yeah and before they even got to it, I was like, well, wouldn't that pull all the air out of the ring because it needs to feed the fire? And then the next line was, yeah, and there was no air in it because it was feeding the fire because the flames were so high. And- yeah. Ah, yeah. No, that sounded like a bad idea. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, this has been a lot of fun. We're actually coming up close to a close on this. I'm sure you probably still have a ton of stories to tell. Um, That's why we'll have oh, to yeah. plan for a part three of having you on here.
1: Yes, I've I've been around. It'll be
0: fifteen years in December.
1: Fifteen. So, years. yeah, I've I've gone a lot of places. I've done a lot of wild things. Uh, I that I mean I, I could go on to just talk about all kinds of random shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll just have the schedule for part three because I got I got stories to go, and it seems like anytime I'm in the car with my my guys over here. uh shout out to. Brixton Nash and, and Jameson McGregor and and Nino Hatchet, they're my, they're my uh, up-and-comers in the area. Uh, right. Good talent. I'm trying to drag them down south once they aren't so busy up north. I've, I've explained to them, hey, you can split your schedule where you can work in the south in the winter where it's not ice.
0: Right. A little and, safer to drive.
1: And then you can work in the north in the summer where it's a little cooler as opposed to the oppressive heat that is known as Oklahoma, Yep, where it's 110 degrees at nine o'clock at night. Yep, I'm Like you, you can split this. It's okay. And I don't like, oh, you know we're, we're loyal. It's like, I get you're loyal. That's great. That's cool. However, yeah. it's a lot easier if you just do it this way and then they'll get it because you know, if you're not there all the time, you don't saturate the area and then you create a demand for you and it just works out as a business. But
0: exactly. Exactly. So, if people but, want to follow uh, you online, how can they do that?
1: So, pretty much everything is at Copperhead Duke, uh, Duke Cornell on Facebook. Um, and I don't have anything crazy. I don't. I don't TikTok. I. Uh, I have too many kids to TikTok and feel good about myself. Yeah. Um,
0: you can I put feel highlights like up on there.
1: I. Uh, you know, that's another thing I got to get doing is another highlight reel because there's, you know. I have dreadlocks in those, so I should probably get that updated. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like that's a that's a young person's game, and you know, even though I'm wandering around at 35, um, you know, <laughs> I uh, I feel like that's uh, probably a little more in the mid 20s and down. So I, I stick away from it a little bit.
0: Shoot, I'm on it. I'm I'm the same age as you, so. You know, if, if you're too old for it, then I am too.
1: <laughs> no, I just, I got, I have a 16 year old daughter. That's all over it. I have 12 year old. That's all over it. And like, I feel like I'm right at that cusp because there was an article that I had read one time to where it's like at 35 new technology starts to bother you and it's now a nuisance. But everything before that, you'll be like, oh, receptive and adaptive to it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm right at that line to where I was like, this seems like a pain in my ass and I only know it's it's only going downhill from here yeah so I just I don't know I just I feel like it starts at tiktok for me and then we're just gonna see just how quick this plummets I
0: I can definitely see that I also heard that at 35 you either you pick one of two hobbies and that's either um history like world history or um smoking meat
1: and I've picked smoking meat. I'm picking out my smoker for the summer and I'm ready to go. Yes.
0: Are, are you going uh, it, uh like pellet or are you going to go like the old style with the wood chips and stuff?
1: See, this is where I'm keeping to do my research. And I really am kind of leaning toward the wood pal or toward the, the wood chips.
0: Okay. I'm really um, leaning toward that. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I mean, you have to kind of. Stay out there with it. I mean, that's a reason to drink beer for the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I
1: mean,
0: I of the <laughs> plan. You do a little day drinking, and then yeah. have some meat when you're ready. Exactly. Yeah. I actually, one of my friends, I took a trip to Texas, to Texarkana. Uh, it's actually been two years ago now that I think about it. But um, I went down there and went to his dad's place and they had converted, you know, the the Coke refrigerators at Walmart that are right by the cash registers and stuff. Yeah, they took one of those and converted that into a smoker. Okay, it was that's really a- cool. But you know, I, I've seen all kinds of things. I saw one where these people took a filing cabinet and made a smoker out of it. You know, I've seen something like that. Yeah, but um, that's pretty I, genius. It is. You know, it it takes some in- ingenuity to come up with that stuff. But I, me, I'm going to be the lazy one, and I'm probably going to end up getting the electric one. So the pellets and stuff.
1: Hey, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I just that you know, I just I feel like I feel like wood chips is I'm gonna be a wood chips guy and I'll be that wood chip snob and I'm yeah. judging everybody else. I feel like that's <laughs> gonna be me by 40 as I'm just I'm gonna rate my friends on the wood chips they
0: use in their smoker. <laughs> so by the time you're forty, you're gonna stop talking to me altogether because you're gonna be like that dude uses electric. Hey, that's five more years of stories that we got
1: until it comes time. And that's true. You got that electric
0: one. and am like, nah, you know, <laughs> hey,
1: I got I got literally anything else going on. Uh, yeah. We'll try again.
0: <laughs> well, man, it has been great talking to you tonight. I've really enjoyed this. I've enjoyed the stories. And uh, I, I can't wait to see you wrestle again and see what you're going to do next.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to dip down a little more into the south. I've been talking with uh, Diamond State, actually, and we're getting something figured out for next year. Awesome. Uh, I, I know he's kind of had his schedule full for the year and I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and press him. So, yeah. but yeah, we've been, uh, we've been back and forth on that. Um, trying to dip down into Texas, been trying that for a, a while here. So if anyone's yeah. listening, you know, go ahead and put a word in for a brother. Uh, mm-hmm. Montana's on the docket for next year. Um, Wisconsin. We've talked about that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really just trying to hammer out more of these states back to Tennessee because I love wrestling in Nashville. They have uh I'm I'm a foodie. I'm a fat kid at heart. And you know, when my metabolism slows down, I'll show it in more than just my heart. But uh <laughs> there's a great restaurant over there, Edley's, It has the best catfish I've ever had in my life. Okay. And they have one of the one of the most delicious pecan pies I've ever had. And that's huh. coming out of Tennessee and not Georgia. So and I've had pecan pie in Georgia because I wrestled in Atlanta a couple of times. So okay. yeah, it's yeah. At least if I can if I can get back to Nashville to just eat at Edleys, I'll be fine. I'll I will go put over whoever in whatever amount of time. As long as I get Edley's afterwards, I'm fine. So <laughs> anybody in anybody in Nashville looking for someone to count lights, I bet you I can do it better than anybody else.
0: <laughs> Have you had the pecan pie with the chocolate chips in it? I have not yet. Oh, it's so good, man! You've got to try it. That sounds like it's it takes it to the next
1: level. I, I got to try this now.
0: Yeah, it it's delicious. I'm a pie guy. You know, there's people who are like, oh, I like cake or stuff like that. I'll always go for pie first.
1: Oh yeah, I will. I'll go on my way for a good pie. Yep. Uh I'm I'm at like the. I feel like I'm in a, a minority in the Midwest, but I love a good key lime pie. That's a good. Yeah. 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 I seem like I'm just surrounded by to where everyone's like, but is that that's a weird way to say apple. Like, well, <laughs> apple's great too, but yeah, key lime's really good. Yeah, but that's that's not cherry.
0: You got it. There's a southern one that my grandma used to make, and not a lot of people know about it, but it's one of my favorites, and that's raisin pie.
1: Shoot, oh, I was gonna say is it shoe fly pie? Cause I, I can get down with shoe fly pie.
0: Shoe fly pie.
1: yeah it's basically it's basically molasses it's just a molasses pie oh i've never had that before is that a northern thing no it's actually uh, something i got down in the south when we were in georgia
0: really okay yeah i'll have have to look that up i i've I've never had that one but uh no raisin pie my grandma used to make it okay uh, they called it dog tick pie a lot of times but you know it oh it's so good I, i you know what i do want to give that a try yeah, um, I'm a big fan of grapes and raisins and all that stuff. So, you know, the first time I saw it, I thought it looked nasty. But then I tried it and I was like, all right, this this is good. So now my mom has kind of kept the tradition going. And every year at Thanksgiving now, she makes the raisin pie. Yeah, I was the
1: same way when I saw uh, rhubarb cake for the first time. It just it seemed
0: wet and unappealing. Yeah. And then I had rhubarb cake and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's no other way to do this. You know, that's one thing down here is rhubarb is not a big thing. But my wife, you know, being from Minnesota, she's like, oh, rhubarb, that's that's good stuff. and But I've still yet to try it.
1: Yeah, you got to get the, the rhubarb
0: strawberry or strawberry
1: rhubarb pie. That's where it's at.
0: Yeah, yeah. A little tartness to it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little tart, a little sweet. It's really good. All right. Well, it sounds like we're going to end up, uh, I'm going to have to go find some pie after we get off here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we turned this into a (laughs) podcast.
0: All right, man. Well, you have a good evening, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to see what happens next with you. You have a good night, man. You too.
1: Hey, listeners. Pardon for the interruption, but I'm Billy, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Jim, the and Skull of the Zoda Hero podcast, where every week is always going to be a different surprise. You got to tune in to find out what we talk about. It could be anything from 90s nostalgia, Power Rangers,
0: anime, giant fighting robots, or landing on the moon.
1: Who who knows?
0: So definitely check us out on any of the
1: podcast places where you find yours.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris.
1: And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Devil
0: Illusions. And we give them the total rinsing they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Duke Cornell. He was a lot of fun to talk to, and I think that we're probably going to end up setting him up to come back on sometime towards the first of next year so we can tell some more of those great stories. And I just want to say thank you to him for being on the show. I know he's a busy guy, and so having him on is always a real treat. So next week, I'm actually going to have a guy that we talked about a little bit in this week's episode. I'm going to have Angel Camacho on with me. We're going to talk about anime, and we're going to talk about comic books and wrestling and how we got started in it. It's a really good conversation, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, so make sure that you tune in next week to hear that episode. So I want to give a shout-out to my podcast networks, the OIW Podcast Network, the Zio to Hero Podcast Network, and the Avenue Podcast Network. While you're waiting for a new episode of Adapt to drop, make sure that you go and listen to one of these networks to find other shows. You know, they have all kinds of great content, whether it be a travel podcast or if you want to hear uh, unique stories, go and listen to these places. That way you can hear something while you're waiting on new episodes of this. So I also have merch out. I want you guys to go out there, look that stuff up. I actually have a new shirt. I know I keep telling you guys this, but I have a new shirt that's coming out here very soon. Uh, I've got the design here in the studio with me. Uh, We'll be making a uh, mock-up of it here soon. That way you guys can start ordering that one. But I also have the other, the original shirt still here. You can get it in different colors. Make sure that you go and look that up. My wife does all this stuff for me. Make sure that you hit up her business as well. It's Cups and Tees by Stacia. I'll have a link to her stuff in my show notes she makes amazing stuff from shirts, hats, tumblers, you name it, she can do it. She does all kinds of stickers, um, all of my merch. She also does some of the merch for Diamond State Wrestling that you've seen, so make sure that you go out and give her some love as well. So I want to give a shout-out to D-Cure for making my ending theme song for me. Thank you for that, and if you guys like the way that sounds, make sure that you go out and follow him. He's all the time coming out with new music, It's awesome stuff. He makes stuff so often, I think he's trying to do... A different album for every letter of the alphabet right now. Uh, I think think he's on M right now. So uh, he's a monster when it comes to creating new music. So go out there, follow him, and uh, listen to his great music. I also want to say thank you to Original Geek Comics for allowing me to be part of their Paladin comic book. If you guys want some really good new content when it comes to your comic books, go out there, follow Original Geek, and start looking at their stuff. They've got amazing content. And as you know from last week, Whenever we talked with Nick Helms, um, we talked about how they're kind of expanding and they've got different parts that are coming in. You've got the music that's coming in. You've got novels and all these different things. So go out there and give Original geeks some love. Also, I am a part of Diamond State Wrestling. You know that I was doing the Rare Cut with uh, Jamie Rose, and now him and Jake are doing that show because I am about to start a new project with Diamond State Wrestling. And you'll be hearing about that here really soon. So make sure that you stay tuned and up to date with everything. That way, whenever my new project comes out, you can jump right into that as well. So, as you know, I'm all over social media. You can find me just about anywhere. Just go on a search engine and type in If You Give a Data Podcast, and you can find me on pretty much any social media site. Or you can type that into Google, and I should be the first 10 to 15 results that you find on Google. Also, if you want to send me an email, send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. If you have somebody that you would like me to bring on the show, I will try my best to get them on here, but let me know who you want. I had somebody reach out recently and asked to have somebody on the show, and I've got it set up. Here in the next few weeks, you will be hearing that person come on the show. As you're listening to this, make sure that you go out and rate and review this episode, like, share, and subscribe to it. That way... Um, When a new episode comes out, hit that notification bell. That way you'll get notified every time there is a new episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. And the more people that rate and review this show, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody new. Um, I posted something today, and I thought it was really cool. I'm very excited about it. You guys have heard me talk about um, being on Feedspot's Top 50 Dad Podcasts. And I started out at number 25 and then I moved to number 22. Now I am setting at number four on that list. So I've moved up that chart really fast. And it's all thank you to all of you who listen to this show. You make that possible. And I appreciate every single one of you for listening to this episode and listening to this show. So we've come to the end of another episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. And now it is time for Billy's favorite part of the episode. And that is Dad Joke of the Week. (laughs) Did you hear the rumor about the butter? I'm not going to spread it.
1: (laughs) Seriously?
0: All right, you guys. I love you. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye.
1: On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on The best part of my day, the world locked out in my pods Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along And the host is kinda nerdy, but guess what I am as well I don't feel so alone and I began walking out of my shell Heard a story, I needed a connection I haven't felt I'll be looking for the next one, tell them
0: farewell It's the podcast for me Have it on, better go see Closely download into Nimro Moldy. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better, and listen closely. Download into Nimro This podcast is
1: part of the OIW Podcasting memo.